uh, when people call to cancel or don't show up, uh, we say, well, I wonder which number on the excuse list they're going to quote. Number one, the alarm didn't work. Number two, the cat peed on it. Three, the truck wouldn't start. I wonder which of the 38 excuses they're going to pick. Episode 217, no excuses, getting the job done and crossing the finish line. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. With more than two and a half million listens and downloads and growing every week, this is The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today best-selling author of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, reinvention. We call this the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. And Jason, uh, an exciting email went out the week that we are recording this. Yes. About the Jason Jennings Certification Summit. What's the latest? Uh, So the latest is uh, everybody who has signed up for the certification summit uh, earlier today uh, was sent a detailed email uh, explaining uh, more about the event, some instructions, uh, upcoming assignments. And uh, so we're good to go. We're we're tucked in. uh, We're we're locked in. We're good to go. March 23rd to March 25th in Tiburon, California. And uh, so what we're going to do is this. Uh, If anybody had wanted to sign up for, for the certification summit, you can, you can learn more about it on my website. Go to the website. There'll be a pop-up on the homepage. And uh, as of now, what we'll start is we'll start a waiting list uh, because uh, it just makes sense that in the five months between now and March, uh, some people's circumstances may change. They may change jobs. They may have a family emergency. So there'll be a few people dropping out. And so we're going to start a waiting list. And so you can learn about that on the, uh, on, on the website. So I'm, I am so excited. I, oh, and I have to tell you, so no sooner did the emails go out than I got this one back and it mentions your name, which is why I thought I'd uh, 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 read it. It says, Oh my goodness, Jason, I just got in from walking my dogs and saw your message in Toronto where I live at 7:30 PM and very cold, a damp bone chilling, cold and very dark. It is a dreary time of the year here. And it is so wonderful to have something this invigorating to look forward to. I have no words to describe how excited I am to be part of the Jason Jennings Certification Summit. I'm looking forward to seeing you and also to meeting Dale, who I've really come to like and respect from listening to the podcast. Thank you for uh, making the end of my week so exciting. This will definitely be on my gratitude list tonight. And now, a glass of wine. Bonnie Hall. Bonnie Hall Consulting. So. Oh, that's fantastic. Hello, Bonnie, and I can't wait to meet you. <laughs> so, this is going to be fun. So, I mean, it is... Um, uh, look, this summit is going to be transformative, life-changing, full of knowledge. I'm, um, I'm really excited. So for our global listeners, I'm going to give some quick context. The state of California has been experiencing massive power outages as Pacific Gas and Electric PG&E shuts down power to, uh, in their words, prevent fires or the potential of fires. And there are fires burning in California as we, as we record this. So I've got to ask Jason, since you live in California, have you had power for the past 24 hours? Uh, I've had power for the past 24 hours, for but the past three days, uh, two and a half days. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, That's as far uh, as we get right there. But, but as you know, I was no sooner did I come home from India that I was without power 
uh, for five days. And so let me tell everybody the story because I don't want to freak them out about California. Uh, California has 33 million acres of trees in the state. That, that's more than 7.3 billion trees in California. Now, because of drought and because of uh, weather and because of winds, we have 100 million dead trees in California. Now, out of 7.3 billion, that's an infinitesimally small percentage, but it's a huge number of dead trees and damaged trees to be dealing with. Now, the problem is that our power company and most power companies around the world are monopolies have had an almost zero vegetation management program over the years. And uh, there's been little effort to update equipment by the power company. And so as people are probably aware, uh, November and December are our fire months where uh, very dry uh, dry conditions, high winds can knock out a power line, it sparks, and all of a sudden there's a fire and lives are lost and homes are destroyed. And uh, so in, in many respects, uh, for small communities and villages, it's, uh, it's, it's not in San Francisco, it's not in Los Angeles, it's not in the her- huge urban areas where there's no vegetation to worry about or very little, uh, but it is in many parts of the state. So what happened is uh, I got home from India. And in fact, this is going to lead into the podcast today and, and one of my pet peeves. So may I take the pulpit, Dale? Go for it. It is your podcast. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, the power went out. And when I say the power went out, I meant the power went out. So there was no power. Uh, Most people don't realize that most cellular towers or mobile phone towers have a battery that only has a four-hour battery life. So eventually, uh, after the first day, about 80 or 85% of our cell phone uh, towers failed. So no power, no mobile phones, no ATMs, no gas stations, no food, no restaurants, no fast food, nada, nunca, nada, nothing whatsoever. And so... You know, you always approach, and, and this was for millions of people. And so you approach this with a good attitude. And so the one thing I always urge people to do is be prepared for something to happen because it's going to happen. So we had many uh, Coleman portable lanterns, uh, battery driven to uh, place around the house. Uh, we have, we always have lots and lots of uh, water. Uh, we're not big on canned goods. So I, I guess I'm going to have to uh, change my view on that. We try to do everything uh, fresh. Uh, but But there was nothing. So the challenge for me was it was a week that I was going to be off the road. And I had 25 interviews to do that had been set up for upcoming speeches. So these were discovery conversations with CEOs, discovery conversations with other executives. And I had 25 of them set up. And uh, what are you going to do? And so Andrea suggested, Andrea, my speaking manager and assistant, said, look, why don't we just wipe out the week and move everything into a couple of days next week when you're not going to be traveling? And I said, Andrea, you know, I, I, I don't think so. I, uh, we made a commitment to these people that I would be on the telephone, that I would be available. Uh, they made time in their schedule, and I think we need to honor that. She said, well, how are you going to do that? I mean, uh, how, how is that even possible? And I said, well, the one trick up my sleep is this. Uh, over the years, all of my friends and colleagues have chided me and given me a tough time for still maintaining one landline. Uh, everybody else has cut the cord. Nobody else has a landline. And I have always insisted on keeping one. So if I can paint a picture off the garage, uh, we used to have a small storage room. And when I say small, it's a small storage room. A number of years ago, we turned it into uh, the treadmill room. So all that fits in this room is a, is a large modern treadmill, a large screen television right in front of your face. And one telephone with a cord 
hanging on the wall. And I thought, well, you know what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to have to turn that into my office. So if I can further paint the picture, what I did is I took uh, one box of autographed books and I put it down in the treadmill. That was going to be my chair. And for a little bit of elevation, I put two boxes of autographed books in front of me, and that was going to be my desktop. And then what I did every day is uh, at five o'clock, I'd go out and sit in the driveway and uh, turn on one of the vehicles and charge my mobile phone and get a charge on it for 30 or 45 minutes. Because what that gave me access to was a calendar because my calendar had already been downloaded on my iPhone. So what I did, and it was freezing cold. It was So the smell of ash and smoke was in the air. I mean, it was really bad. It was freezing cold. So I, I would bundle up with two winter jackets and I'd go into my new office and I would sit on the one box of books. I would use the uh, phone on the wall with its long cord. I would open up my iPhone as long as I could keep power and look at who I was supposed to be speaking with and any notes that I might have and a couple of pads of paper on my little book desktop in front of me. And uh, you know what? I made all 25 interviews. I got them all done. And as I was going through doing this, especially as I neared the end, I started thinking about the leaders and the CEOs and the remarkable people that I have been humbled enough to be able to, and fortunate enough to be able to write about in my books. And what I realized is that every one of these people would have done the exact same thing. While everybody else was bagging it, hanging it up, putting it off, canceling it, I know that not one of those people would have done it. They would have they would have found a workaround. And so I can't begin to tell you at the completion of all of those interviews, despite the power still being out and, 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 and things being very, very grim, very, very grim. I can't begin to tell you uh, how validated I felt. And I just said to myself, yeah, darn it. I mean, you've stepped to the pump and you got it done. And I guess that's one of my pet peeves, Uh, all the instances I see around me of people who don't do what they say they're going to do. Uh, Around my house, we laughingly, uh, when people call to cancel or don't show up, uh, we say, well, I wonder which number on the excuse list they're going to quote. Number one, the alarm didn't work. Number two, the cat peed on it. Three, the truck wouldn't start. I wonder which of the 38 excuses they're going to pick. And uh, I think the message is to do what you say you're going to do. And the remarkable way that makes you feel, and if I can just point a, uh, paint a, a little picture about that, regular listeners uh, will know that I'm really big into mentoring. And for the past couple of years, I've been mentoring uh, this young uh, immigrant into America, uh, speaks English like we do, a masterful, very bright, smart guy. He's a single father of, of two young children. He's a wonderful father. He works full-time and he goes to school full-time, college full-time with the objective of becoming an RN and then eventually a physician's assistant. And uh, so about a month and a half ago, so he has not had a woman in his life for a while, not a girlfriend. And about a month and a half or two months ago, he came to me And he said, you know, she and I have an opportunity to get two inexpensive tickets to Hawaii and an inexpensive condo, and we're thinking about taking a 10-day vacation. And I said, "Um, uh, so when are you going to do this? And he said, we're going to do it in October. 
And I said, well, what about school? I mean, you've got, uh, you're taking four classes. He said, well, you know, two are easy classes and uh, my advanced math and my chemistry are hard, but I think I can talk to the professors, tell them this is a once in a lifetime opportunity and I really want to go and that I will make up the work. He said, I think they'll accept that. I said, well, I think it's responsible for you to uh, to meet with the two professors and make that arrangement. I, I said, I'm questionable about, you got a lot of irons in the fire. I'm really questionable about if this is the right time to do this, but but I can't make that decision. So you have to make your own decision. So off they went. They obviously had a great time. And so yesterday I saw him uh, for one of our talking sessions and I could tell something was wrong. I could tell something was wrong. And he just had an apologetic, look and a shuffle when he came into the coffee shop and I said, how you doing, dude? And he said, Oh, you're going to be so disappointed in me. And I said, why am I going to be so disappointed in you? He said, well, I've uh, dropped the chemistry uh, and I've dropped the math class. I'll have to take them again uh, next semester. I've been able to drop them without penalty. And he said, I know how disappointed you're going to be in me. And I said, you know, it's got nothing to do with my being disappointed in you. Uh, I'm only disappointed and feel bad if you're disappointed in yourself. And I'm wondering if you're feeling disappointed in yourself uh, because you did make a commitment to do these classes this semester to get through them. I mean, with a four point. uh, So you'll get financial assistance in the future. And he said, I'm sorry, I didn't do what I said I was going to do. And uh, so now he's beating himself up. He's beating himself up. And so what got in the way was just... uh, taking a vacation when you shouldn't be damn well taking a vacation. I mean, you have to buckle down and do what you say you're going to do. So I'm, I'm in a very different place than I was when I was young. When I was young, I was tough. I was tough. Uh, the favorite statement attributed to me was I would tell people there are reasons and there are results. I want the results. Don't give me any of the reasons. Looking back, that was probably pretty harsh. Now I would help people achieve the results. But it is a pet peeve. People who say they're going to do something and then they don't do it. And they expect that they're able to say, I'm sorry, I didn't do what I said I was going to do and everything's going to be okay because it's really not okay. It tells me something about somebody's character. So now I would love to hear your observations, your questions, your thoughts. If I'm being too tough, if I'm being too hard on people, um, but damn it, you got to step to the pump and get it done and do what you say you're going to do. And at the mm-hmm. end of it, you feel remarkable. When, when the power came back on and I had done all of those interviews and my work was done, I went, yes, let's bring on something else. Absolutely. Uh, I love the reminder. So as I was sitting here uh, listening to you tell the story, I'm thinking to myself, the obstacle is the way. And that's the title of a Ryan Holiday book. So I quickly pulled up my notes and listen to this Marcus Aurelius quote. Yes. Our actions may be impeded, but there can be no there can be no impeding our intentions or dispositions because we can accommodate and adapt. Yep. The mind adapts and converts to its own purposes the obstacles to our acting. The impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. And you just illustrated what that looks like right now. So, and and you know what? I I thought about this and I thought, well, what if you, what if I wouldn't have had one landline that worked? 
Well, you know what? I would have found one that worked. I mean, I would have gone up and down the street. I know the neighbor saying, do you have a landline that I could use? And if that didn't work, I guess I would have gotten my car and driven 200 miles someplace and found one that worked because it was just important that this work get done so that you don't disappoint people. And, uh, and I know you're the same way. And, and so I started, I, I did spend some time yesterday um, uh, on the internet searching. Uh, I, I think I, I started searching because I want to have like the three reasons people don't do what they say they're going to do. And and so I did a lot of searching. And you know what? Uh, it's all an excuse factory. What it comes down to is it comes down to, it comes down to character. You either do what you say you're going to do or you don't do what you say you're going to do. Find a way to make it happen no matter what. No excuses. And cross that finish line running as fast as you possibly can. Yeah. And it feels great. And you just feel so good about yourself. So, and don't forget, if you want to sign up for a waiting list uh, for the Jason Jennings Certification Summit, uh, March 23rd to March 25th in Tiburon, California, there's no charge. Uh, I am doing this to mentor a new generation of leaders and authors and executives uh, and speakers and teachers. Uh, so we'll, we'll start the waiting list and maybe there's a slight chance you can get on. So you'll find more information about that on the website. Awesome. All right. Any final words for us? Uh, yeah. I, uh, I, 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 I do. And I had to go digging to find this one. I, I could put it together. Uh, I, I, I could almost put it together, but I had to go dig for it in, in some of my notes. And it's a Zig Ziglar uh, quote. And uh, it makes a lot of sense to me. It says, the foundation stones for a balanced success are honesty, character, integrity, faith, love, and loyalty. You know, if you take a look at those things, I mean, it basically says it all. Mm. No excuses. That's the, that is what we walk away with today. So thank you very much. I'll remind folks to be sure and subscribe to this podcast. You're in your favorite podcast listening app. You can do it right there if you haven't done so already. While you are there, we would appreciate you rating and reviewing this podcast. Hopefully we have earned five stars. If you're able to write a quick sentence or two about how this podcast has changed you as a principled person, we would definitely appreciate that. It helps push this podcast higher up in the search results for people who are looking for this type of content. So it'd be a big help. Can I jump in and ask, say one more thing? Please. Just, just think about the power of a podcast. The power of this podcast is that in a few months' time, people will be flying from all over the world to join us for this three-day summit. I think as of right now, there are people from eight different countries signed up, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let me go through it. Australia, uh, New Zealand, uh, Asia, the U.S., Canada, India, South Africa, the Grand Caymans, uh, and I'm missing one. So maybe we're at nine or 10. Uh, that's the, po- that, and that happened as a result of this podcast. I, I am always amazed by, by, by the power of a podcast. That's cool. And that's, uh, that's a great reason to rate and review it so more people can find it and we can have that kind of impact on more lives. Yep. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Jason Jennings is the author who USA Today has called one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. You can learn how your group or company can have Jason keynote your next event. Go to the website, jason-jennings.com. This is the Game Changers. 
the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.